All right, folks, welcome along to our episode of the Be the Pray podcast. You're joining us on season number six and episode number nine. And I'm delighted to be joined by Nathan Saunders tonight from the North Down Defenders. I hope I've got that right. <laughs> so um, we're going to bring Nathan in now and uh, we're going to have a chat with him about his Be the Pray story. So here we go. Nathan, good to have you on the podcast, mate. Thanks for taking the time out. Yes, no problem. Pleasure to be here, Graham. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, Nathan, maybe just be a good place to, to start like I always do on the podcast. Tell me a bit about how you ended up getting involved in a bond in the first place. So, uh, I, I probably would have been about around about five or six. Five or six. I'm a stepdad. He was actually on the Orange Volunteers football back in the 90s. Uh, uh-huh. Belfast. He was a he was a ball captain, so I was, I was seeing him playing the flute quite a lot in the house. You know, this was at this age, this was something kind of relatively new to me. I was seeing him playing mm-hmm. the flute in the house, and you know, he was playing with the bonds on the weekends and doing the first and the twelfth. And it was something I was just something I was busting to get in, get involved with. So I I I remember just doing his head in over and over and over again. Get me born. <laughs> I'll do the bomb pole. I was in the front garden throwing the bomb pole up, and you know. Every every day I was torturing him. So got me a uniform. Uh, I actually remember like my first parade may have been may have been East Belfast, first of July. So right. uh, I remember walking around and thinking to myself, East Bonds men do have some feet on them. So they do just <laughs> being another, you know, you see them walking all the time and they make it look easy. So they did back then. And uh but uh, yeah, first first of July, East Belfast would have been my first uh, my first bond parade. And I remember just from then on, and I, I was it. I was just I was hooked on the bonds. So I was okay. And no worries. And you, obviously, you said you started just doing bomb pole and stuff like that. There, when did you progress on the, like an instrument? It was actually whenever my dad had actually come out of the bond. So the bond had folded. So it had around I think it was around early two thousands. And uh, so I he had a flute and a whistle laying around, and to me that was the golden ticket. He's not using it anymore. He's uh, he's hung the boots up for the bonds. His days was over, and uh, I, I, that was another thing I torched him for. Uh, the thing was laying in the cupboard, and it was I was kind of, I felt like it was kind of sentimental to him. You know, his uh-huh. day, you know, his day bond, but you know all the memories they had of everybody. I felt like the the flute was kind of a. A sentimental thing he had tucked away. I always remember him cleaning it religiously, and uh, he actually finally let me. He finally let me play it one day. So he did, and he had uh-huh. sat with, got me the scales and stuff. And once I went over the scale, I think I was back. I was back from school every single day for at least two hours in front of the computer, just learning, learning notes, learning notes. There's a, a guy called Accordion Stew on YouTube uh-huh. years ago. And he used to put up notes, and this was the best thing ever for me because I wasn't in a bond at this time. I was just, I was uh-huh. just learning. And I, this was the only place available for me to be able to go on and get notes and just learn absolutely everything that was available at my fingertips. And I got that bond that we had to, in my household growing up, we had to put on a, a December bond on the flute. Right. On music, because my mum and dad were absolutely fed up of it. So they were. So during July. <laughs> But during December, the December month, we all had to come to an agreement that no bonds, no flutes, no nothing in the house come to, come December. Uh, so I, that's when I raised the compromise and I started learning Christmas songs on the flute. <laughs> 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 I 
commentary like a lead to learn that. But for now, as soon as I as soon as I learned to scale, I think I maybe learned to scale on a couple of days, and the, the notes and the tunes just came so naturally to me, and it was just every tune I heard. If I ever heard a tune that you know was brand new to me, I was just obsessed with with learning how to how to play it. So I was brilliant. Good, good stuff. We actually had Stu on the on the podcast. So had one of the our audio only episodes. Stu was on. Stu used to be a member of the Predator Down um, before he moved uh, away to England and stuff. So uh, um, it was it was great getting a chat with him, like, and uh, he, he's a good guy. So so happy days. Yeah. So you obviously then you're, you were part of a band, and I see that that then folded. You then pick up the flute, and you you obviously you were learning at home. Did you what band did you join? After that, then what was the? Where did you go to next in terms of? It was actually actually a bit of a surprise where I went next. Uh, I had a wee bit of a break from bonds, uh, so I did in between that. So uh, I kind of had a bit of a break. I was still learning in between, but uh, I think it was maybe once I turned maybe 12, 13, I'd convinced my mum and dad to let me join a bond where I could go out on my own and they're not having to chaperone me every week. And so they let me. Uh-huh. Uh, Actually, let me join an accordion band in East Belfast, Lord Carson Accordion Band. All right, okay. There was a guy called Billy Glover. He used to run that wee band, and he took a friend, a friend of me and a friend. He took me and, me and him under his wing and basically showed us the band scene. He, he seen it through his eyes, culturally, you know, musically. And uh, from then on, I, I spent uh, maybe about four, four years with them guys. And you know some of the laughs we, we bonds like that you know you can you can kind of go out and you can just they're they're taking it you can you can go out and you can have a laugh with them and you know everybody knows each other there's no clicks you know it was just it was just amazing mm-hmm. what was all about to do was walk the streets the altar and have a laugh and enjoy their enjoy their culture so i was i was a good i was a good first bond for me to, to, to come into and actually start discovering more about my heritage my history you know community Things like that. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Brilliant. What did you do in, in the, the Parkinson name? They don't tell me you learned how to play an accordion, like. Oh no, no, the, the Lord Carson. It was. Uh, I, I, I went down there to play the drum originally. So that. Right. Uh, uh, I was only about 12, 13. But when I first wanted to go down, I thought, oh, I can maybe try and play the bass drum, brag my way on the bass drum. But I also <laughs> walked in and seen the head of me. The real, the real age. You don't realize how small you are back then. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I went down, went down and learned how to play the play the drum. And uh, every Monday night, bomb practice. Never missed a never missed a bomb practice. Never missed a parade. And uh, I was me for years. It was brilliant. So it was. I was that was my stepping stone, my proper stepping stone from me starting my adult life, young adult life, and uh, and the bonds. Dead on, and you obviously you've, you you talk, you already talked about having some good experiences. Anything particular stand out for you during your your time with the Lord Carson? East, what are you still Monday parades? What done? Uh, I remember actually going. It was Lauren. Must have been maybe fifteen, sixteen years ago now. Yeah. And, uh-huh. uh, with done, done Lauren, and that, that was the first time I'd really got a feel for the you know. The impact of of a of a balancing because in between my wee break between bonds, I got sort of away drifted away from bonds for a bit and then came back to it. So it started to see whenever you, whenever we went down the alarm right away, we're like, "Whoa, bonds actually are massive all over the country, not just inside East Belfast." Uh-huh. And, uh, 
down to Lauren and near near the end of the day, we were back to East Belfast and we had bands from we had bands from Lauren, you know, from all over the show, from Scotland, East Belfast, North Belfast, all all converged back into back into a wee bar in East Belfast. And for the rest of the night, everyone was just playing tunes, having a laugh, and just the whole place was just rocking. And that's what kind of does it for me for the bond scene, just that kind of that kind of togetherness. So that's what mm-hmm. I drive on my bond at the minute now. Just we're just you know bringing everybody forward, making sure it's not just about music getting out in the room, you know, like that. So we'll do. Okay, then I need talk to me a wee bit about the, the whole process of learning learning to play a drum. Then and and the Lord Carson. I mean, how did that? Obviously, you'd learn how to play a flute, so you'd you'd pick something else up in order to be a part of this band. What was what was the learning process like? How, who drew alongside you, and how did they teach you and all that? Chopsticks, chopsticks, and anything I could get my hands on, I was drumming with. Uh, I had, a, I had a, one of my cousins was in East Belfast, Belfast Protestant boys when he was a kid, and when we were in school, we would have, we would have sat beside each other in school, and would have had pencils, pencils, pens, rulers, you name it, and would have been going over different different things on the drum. He showed me how to do fags and everything else, and would have sat would have sat and done that religiously. Took it in the band practice, and you know just continued on me out. But it was just always something. That, it was always something that came naturally to me. Right, okay. So you have a natural kind of sense of music and rhythm and stuff then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Good, good stuff. So in terms of, obviously, you, you spent about, sort of, about four years with the Lord Carson or so, was it? Yeah, four, about four years, about four or five years, yeah. yeah. All right, and then, so what what happened then at the end of the, those four years? Obviously, you went somewhere else then after that. What what was going on in terms of the the sort of media go? I think I need to move into a flute band or whatever. What what was going on there? So we would have, we would have had a we would have been coming back from band practice every Monday night in East Belfast. My mum lived in Nakalakami, so we would have been getting the bus back in. And there was always a lot of lads from the North End offenders. They were always every Monday night religiously at the bus stop. We had another bus down at band practice, and we would have been getting off our bus. At the same time, and every week it would have been when are you coming down, when it you no know, torturing us and torturing us to come down. And uh-huh. I think after I think after about four or five years of being in the being in the Lord Carson and stuff, just I just fancy the week scenes. The, the, the blood and thunder was starting to the noise and the blood and thunder was, was starting to attack me over a wee bit. So it was and uh, I think the on originally actually went down there to play the drum in North Down of Feathers. So I did and uh, down to play the drum. And uh, it was about maybe two weeks in, where the, the bomb was uh, struggling a wee bit at the time. So uh, the found, one of the founder members had asked in the room, can anybody play the flute? And that kind of wanted a wee bit of a break from the flute. So I thought to myself, ah, I'll show off I can play anything so I can't put my hand up. They need you on the flute this weekend. And from then on, that was just, that was me. Because that was my position in the bomb as a fluter. So I was picked up in the room and I picked up the flute and I think, I think the band captain at the time was a foul Brian Shaw, one of the founding members of the band, and he had handed me a flute and a, and a, a book of notes, a folder of notes on the first night, and I think maybe by the next by the next week, I came back and I, I knew every single one of them, just sat in the house all day, throughout the week just learning everything, and came back the next week, and all, all I could think about was all I could think about was getting out in the road, 
just my main goal, tunnel vision for, for weeks, just getting out on the road. Okay, so you obviously sent, you, you, whoever was living in the house, you sent them spur with the, the way you were practicing then? <laughs> yeah, I don't think my dad, I think my dad had heard enough of the bonds over the years. And, uh, right. But I got that, I got that turning point, I got that turning point where I stopped being, I stopped being so bad at the flute that I, I think, I think he was starting to get a wee bit glad that he wasn't listening to squeaks and all sorts from the top of the stairs for some uh-huh. hours. <laughs> I got bad at the game at all. No, it, it is. It's crazy when you start to, to learn at times. You know, I, know, I can understand where you're coming from in regards to the whole idea of, I mean, you know, being obsessed with learning tunes and trying to get your to get out of the road. Because I know that's what I talk to a lot of people. You know, that's that's their all, all their experiences is that you know that they couldn't wait to get out. I wanted to get everything down. I wanted to make sure that I knew everything. And back in, in in those days, then how many tunes was the bond carrying? You know, how many did you need to to, to be learning to be out on the road? Uh, well, I think at the time, whenever I first got joined the band, it was 30 tunes. 30 tunes we had, I don't know if it was 30 tunes, 30 tunes minimum, or 30 tunes overall we had, but I remember 30 tunes, and I think the first night, well, the first night of band practice, we've learned the flute over the years with my dad and stuff, I was kind of half prepared going down, so uh-huh. I was able to learn, you know, put that in, I already had a wee bit of a head start. So, uh, 30 tunes, and I think I maybe knew maybe 20 of them, you know, they were traditional, what you call traditional tunes, you know, they were never having anything special to me at the time, I'd, I'd already knew them all, but uh, mm-hmm. my, my main aim, it was just get these learned out on the road, and I remember, I think it was West Belfast, I think it was West Belfast Volunteers, they flute bands from years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think it was, I maybe mean, made up in our, our first one, and done two parades in one day and I, I one of the best friends in my life so I was never forget that day <laughs> I know brilliant no because I remember whenever I was growing up I was like when I very found out the bond that I was in practice twice a week and I was like can I go on I get to do this twice a week you know was was great and we practiced on a Thursday on the Sunday and I was like can I go on this is mod um but you know it, I used to look forward to the, the weekends all the time whenever I first started you know, because you'd have been out on a Friday night all day Saturday, and then you'd practice on a Sunday again. It was just a, my live for Thursday to Sunday. It was it was the best part of the week, and then the rest of it was like depression because you couldn't wait to get to Thursday again. You know, and, and get and get back to the pod. <laughs> so 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 you yeah, that was your first play with those guys. Um, and how did you find making the switch from? The, the accordion bond back to the flute bond. Obviously, you had some friends and stuff there who were part of well, of North Down. But did you did you do you have any issues kind of fitting in, or did, did the bond do anything specific to make you feel part of things? Uh I kind of knew kind of a few guys uh, from the bond, and I was I was kind of blessed from from at first joining the bond because I had I had one of my friends, one of my long term childhood friends that had joined my first bond with me. It stayed in that, we'd stayed in that bond together and then we both made the switch together to do the North Down Defenders. So it was kind of a kind of a blessing having, you know, being able to be able to share all those experiences with your mate as you're going along or new experiences to uh-huh. as you're growing up. And uh, that, that was it. Me and him were just, when me and him were together, we were a wee bit too wild cards. So we didn't really have uh-huh. trouble. But then we were, we're down our Monday night torturing everybody, have everybody's heads melted, new tunes where we're coming up, coming down with new ideas, what do you think, yes, what do you think, yeah, and they calm down, is there in the bar in a few weeks, you know, 
But uh, we're just we're just two teenagers just etching to get off a lane and just get going. Uh huh. Brilliant. And, and it, it, it is kind of you know when you you have that enthusiasm and sometimes you know people are like kind of going calm down and they go, but I'm I'm really into this. I'm really into this. And it can sometimes you know if you you feel like you're being put off, it doesn't sound like it put you off um in any shape or form. Like. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I get a boss back from ball practice, and even on the on the bomb on the bus on the way home, it was just you know a transling bus. Adam said, uh-huh. playing the flute, he had been playing the drum. And uh, it was just, it was more chaos when we had our instruments in front of us, you know. Yeah, okay. Dead on. So, obviously, what are what you two talking then when you, when you joined North Down then? North Down would have been, I think I'm in the guys now, maybe 14 years, I would have been about, about 14, maybe 13, 14 when I joined. Right, okay. Dead on. It was, uh, oh, it was, uh, there, there was a friend of members. It was, there was Brian, a friend, one of the friend of members, Brian Shaw, Ronnie Shaw, and Davy Shaw. And them guys, them guys had just, uh, they, they were sitting around a table one night, you know, and just decided they were, they had been in bonds for years themselves. And the two of them, the three of them had just decided, really start up wee bond here, get everyone McCann in. And, you know, them guys were, them guys were some of the ones that really took me under my wing. So, I mean, it was good to be able to have people down to down to bomb practice and just have everybody that's on the same wavelength. And you know, even all the older generation of you know, uh-huh. I've had experiences. You know, where you have new blood, you have new new members coming in. You know, the new generation coming in, and you know, with the new new styles. You know, you know, new types of flute and new types of drumming and things like that. And you know, people didn't like it. They were always uh-huh. always open, always open for suggestions. You know. Everything you know it just made it so good to so good to be able to come in there bond and everybody is able to have a bit of an opinion and say you know you know what the, what the things what should, should sound good or you know we all sit around as a group and decide how things are going to be you know it's not just yeah bond so because that was very good that was very good to see whenever I first went there yeah no it's one of those things that I, I've talked a, a few times about on the podcast that you know that. Um, about giving, especially young people, giving young people a voice and a choice about things. You know, not a lot of people see that as a, a major thing. But you know, I mean, I I've said a few times on the podcast. You know, I remember going to my first bond meeting. You know, and at, at ten years of age. You know, after becoming a full blower in the bond, and uh, you know, being sat there and asked what my opinion was on something and like looking around and going, what, I, I get to, to make a decision here? You know, I'm, I'm part of it. And they go, well, listen, you're a full member of the bond. doesn't matter what age you are. Everybody has a vote. Everybody has a say here. And your your opinion is as valid as, as anybody else's. And I think from outside looking in, some people may not have that opinion of a bond, you know, and or, or have any idea that that's how a bond is actually run. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the, one, 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 we, we actually have a young flute on our bond at the moment. And uh, 16 years of age he is right now, and I'm, I'm 28 now myself. And I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody play the flute the way as we fall plays the flute. 16 years of age, and uh, he's like last season. Last season, I think he, he, he helped me with everything when it came to tunes. He was all he was he was there helping me with tunes. You know, getting everybody ready. You know, different ideas, just everything. Learn, he was learning absolutely everything you could be put in front of him. But uh, I actually made the decision at the start of last year to make him a vice bar captain. Uh-huh. On the wee man, 
absolutely grew under a grew under a role. Like you know, all we need to do now is just find him as find him a wee bit of a, a confidence for his voice in the band. The wee man will be the wee man's one of the you know next best fielders I've I'm gonna see out there. Like and it's good to see. Like it's good just to give him that wee bit of empowerment and then let them let them go. Yeah, so it's, it's nothing worse. Right, you're in a room as as a child whenever whenever you were younger and maybe somebody. You know, gives you a wee knack or something, and you're just you're sitting back and you're like, oh, mm. you know, you don't want to say anything from being on in, but you know, it's one of the good things about our band. We'll always, uh, always open for for opinions and any age. No, no, and obviously, we keep been being in the band what 14 odd years now. You must have seen them progress a good bit. Obviously, you, you, you obviously have taken on a you're in a leadership role in the band yourself and stuff. How would you say the bond has progressed in the years that you've been there from your first joining to, to where you are now? I think one of, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest changes that we had had was maybe about about five, six years back, maybe a bit longer. And we were carrying quite a lot of people that, you know, all, quite a lot of bonds would get them. You carry a lot of people that want to do the first and the 12th of July, but you wouldn't really get them much any other time of the year. So I think uh-huh. what, what one of the best things we had done was just completely cut the dead wood from the barn and just keep the dedicated the dedicated members, you know, the members that want to be there week in, week out, you know, that are they're interested in learning. And from from we made that decision, that's it's it's funny how it works actually, because from we made that decision, we weren't we were never really looking for we were looking, but you know, they just started those types of members just started coming coming to us, you know, after uh-huh. we made that decision, which we were we were actually quite lucky. We had quite a lot of good fielders coming in, and we've still got quite a lot of original band members there, and they're they're the backbone of the band, really, and um, right. you know, but uh, yeah. Okay, and what and it was it just purely um the whole idea of you used the the, the phrase there dropping the dead wood, um was was that because you were that kind of go we need consistent numbers here, or was yeah. there anything else that was kind of motivating that decision? Yeah, I, I, quite a lot of us, quite a lot of the the, the fair members of the bond, you know, they're, they're just diehard loyalists and, and also, I mean, they want, they want to go out in the bond out in the weekend, put a uniform on, pick our flutes and drums up and parade. And whenever you have, you've got dedicated members in there week in, week out, you know, putting their heart and their soul in the, in the progressing. And you have a few people there that would, you know, kind of hold your ransom for whenever you can't get out in the weekend or you can't play new tunes in a row. It was just a wee bit, it was a wee bit disheartening. So it was, and then uh-huh. over the years, so you could sort of way see the numbers starting to slip and the amount of praise we were doing each year was starting to go down and I actually be honest with you that, that lockdown was probably one of the best things that happened to us because we, we had a chance to we had a chance to knuckle down and just focus in on everything that we were supposed to be able to do with uh-huh. dedicated man picked up after that the season um i'd say over the last season and not season two seasons or we've came on absolute leaps and bounds and it's just all, all it is is that occasion. It's just the same faces every week that are just absolutely loving it, and that's yeah. Spurs every week. Yeah, no, no consistency is good because obviously, you, as you're saying, if there's things that you want to do or things that you want to implement, then if you've got a consistent group of people, it's easy. It's easier to kind of implement that. One of the other things you'd mentioned there was that you, you feel that the bonds progress from a plan perspective as well. How would you say? that has actually happened. How, how do you know that your bonds progressed from playing from when you first kind of got involved to work to where you are now? I would say, I would say more discipline and say, discipline and say, like, 
than say like the hall more. Not, I wouldn't say discipline, no. but everyone just taking it more serious. Whereas you, you, you get you get those weeks, you know, where everybody's just, you know, you, maybe you're coming near the end of the season, your parades are nearly done, you know, everyone's just, you know, they're waiting for the end of the season to get a wee break. But, you know, you can inside the hall, you know, everyone has a laugh, everyone's able to have a joke whilst playing. There's a, there's a, there's a healthy balance now inside the hall where we're able to learn tunes on top of the time our lives in the hall at the same time. And it just makes it, it kind of just, Sometimes you find if, if people's not enjoying it, you're you're kind of dragging through, dragging through the season mm. or dragging through the practice. Whereas now everyone's just, you know, new tunes as well, new tunes as well. It was me and me and the young the young uh, face cap we have too. We found that we kind of find it every time. We keep on, we keep the tunes rotating. We keep everyone challenged. We keep everybody, you know, going. It kind of kind of gives everybody a new buzz to be able to come down to the hall every week and. Do what they're supposed to be able, supposed to be doing. Really, yeah. it's just more that focus on being able to take five. If you know, if somebody's struggling, take five minutes out of your time to pull them aside, give them a wee hand up, bring them up to scratch. You know, ringing everybody around, making sure everybody's got everything they need. Nobody's nobody's left behind. Nobody's scared to give a wee tax and say, "Listen, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that." You know, it's just being able to get those those finer details a lot easier. Yeah, good, no, good stuff. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, walk away there, sorry. It was something actually that uh, I think it was uh, Colin Logan you had on a few weeks back. He, he, yeah. was one of the guys, he was one of the guys that really lit, lit the fire inside me when I came to Bonds again, when I came to seeing him bring back, seeing him bring in traditional tunes, but put his own spin on them, and then the whole Bond just, you know, following suit, and it's just, it's a new, it's a new style of, like, traditional you know, music, loyalist music, and that just that, that was something for me that just absolutely let me up again when it came to bonds, and that's what we're we're, we're you know not you know Ralph Cooler, Ralph Cooler, we're North Down, we'll try and you know have our own styles and stuff because they're amazing. Uh-huh. And happy, but you know, kind of take kind of take things from other people, what you've learned from other people, what you see other things do, people doing, and try and you know take that and go further ourselves. But, yeah, no, and the inspiration's great, you know what I mean, in terms of, I mean, what, what Logie's done with, with Rob Cool is unbelievable, to be honest with you, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the respect that they have as a bond, and just the, their playing ability as well, you know what I mean, and they've, they've turned into a wee army there, because for a wee while, their numbers were down a wee bit, and then the last the last time I seen them there, I, they were they were sporting. I think that's the biggest I've ever uh, I've ever seen the bond there at the, at the most recent parades. And then I seen on Facebook that they put up a post saying that they closed the books for the bond, for joining the bond, that they were yeah. a capacity for for members and stuff, you know. And and for paying them because they're one of the best we one one of the best bonds on the road. Now I was going to say best we bonds on the road. They're one of the best yeah. bonds on the road, um, per se. You know what I mean. So I have a lot of time for Logan and. Uh, uh, and and Roth Cool and stuff. I I do some work up there as well, you know, and alongside uh, Colin and things, you know. So you'll you'll never hear a bad word for me about Roth Cool, to be honest with you. Yeah. See for me, see for me, seeing them and close their books. I I'm loyal as a dog to my bonds. Well, I'll never I'll never leave my bond. But see for seeing them and close the books. It's like Watson, J Lo get married. You know you're never going to marry, but you know your chance is gone. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all the best in the future. So I'll do uh, yep. now I'm sure I'll do that. 
I'm not too sure Lugio would be up for you referring to him as J-Lo there, because obviously his, his, his arse isn't as nice as J-Lo, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> not that I expect too much time looking at his ass, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> uh, but, no, all good. So, what, what's your role in the bond today? Then, obviously, it, it sounds to me like you're the bond captain. Oh, I've been a bond captain. I've been bond captain for maybe the last six, seven years. Uh, right. Actually, it was actually a surprise to me. So it was when it, when it first came around. Um, one of the founding members, he had been a bond captain from day one up until then, Brian Shaw. He had uh, bond captain for years. And uh, he'd, he'd left the bond, so he had. And um, the bond, we, we had an AGM meeting maybe the next week. And uh-huh. I, I sat down and I talked. I remember hearing in the corner of my ear, just, right, we need a new bond captain. And we've been maybe about. 10 to 15 seconds, the whole hall had already elected me. So the next thing I was like, great, you're a bond captain. I was looking around me going, happy days. But I, I, I didn't realise at the time what, what the role actually what the role actually uh, entailed until it took me uh-huh. a bit to, you know, get the, get the hang of everything. And, you know, just being, being, being that kind of voice inside the room and being able to be heard, you know, you know if you have good ideas and you know they're going to work, you know, just kind of find that our balance in the room and making sure everyone just yeah. feel like I, I don't even need to learn them because they're, they're all such good footers, you know, they'll, they'll learn themselves, but just keeping everyone together. I feel I feel that's mad. They make it so easy for me. The only thing I need to do is just keep them all together and keep them organized. And I, I'm, I'm uh-huh. one player, players for that. So, yeah, so they don't make it hard at all. Good stuff. And then for anybody who doesn't know, because we, we throw these terms around like bond captain, vice bond captain, lead tip, and all this kind of stuff. Well, what what's a bond captain's role in, in a bond from your perspective? What do you what do you think you're supposed to do? So, for what I would what I would what I am well, picked up over the years and picked off off my dad and stuff. You know, we would sit. I would sit on my face my face bond captain, and the two of us would go through you know tunes and you know tunes for next season. What we, what we think we're going to do? We would sit with those sit with those ideas. Sit with those ideas, work on them, try to make them our own, bring them into the bond. And I think for me, for me, I think my role, my role in the bond is bond captain is keeping everybody organised, making sure they know when to be, they know when where to be, when to be there, what uniform we're going to be wearing, and just making sure everyone's. Like I would, I would give a wee ring round every week, every week, and that they all have me tortured. They think, they think my credit's going on right, but it's not going on right anytime soon. <laughs> they want to be getting phone calls from. It's just just basically keeping on top of everything, making sure everything everyone has everything that they need. Everybody's happy, you know. Everybody's learning. Nobody's falling behind. It's just trying my, trying my best to, to keep out the galliness and the bond whenever whenever it needs. Okay, and then obviously then you're calling tunes out on the road and stuff and all that kind of thing. So you you kind of you play a pivotal road a, a role then whenever your ears are right on parade. Yeah, that that was one thing. I was an thing at that. That I had to grow into uh, one of one of the first years of a bond. It was uh, I've done a couple of new new parades. You know, I didn't know they were blowouts or I, I, I done that. I didn't know anything. And it was it was probably one of the worst worst years for luck that I've ever had blowing tunes. Every single time I, I called a tune, it was before a corner. And every time I took a corner, there was a bond, and we we're playing like a low tune. And that was so I was sort of way something I had to, I had to really like. Timing your calls on the road for blowouts and you know things like that, and 
you know, even when we were past Memorial Gardens, just, just being aware of all things like that, and uh -huh. with that inside the ranks and making sure everybody's everybody's uh, looking prim and proper. Doing yeah. everybody's color raised, making sure their hats are fixed on properly and they're looking smart. And just, you know, keeping on top of it all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting you mentioned blue outs and stuff like that. They're obviously for me coming from a melody background, you know, blue outs aren't a thing like you know, and although plenty of bands have a go at us whenever we're we're walking past them. When I I, I just find it, you know, that there's certain some of the bands, especially now, it's a bugbear of mine, like you know, and you'll you'll have heard me talking about this. Blood Thunder bands play in that dog whistle range these days. It's it's easy for melody bands to blow you out, like it's a big bass drum, big dong and a bass drum. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and, and it's one of those things. I mean, things go through, stairs go through, you know, so many different changes and stuff like that. But one of the things I've noticed is that some of the, the Blood and Thunder bonds that are staying down the register rather than playing 100 high A's all the time, you know, have yeah. a more consistent sound, you know, and, and solid. In their thing, because the only thing is that if you're you, are you playing Cliffy Rays and stuff for you, or yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, 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 because sometimes they they kind of can they're unless you're in full control of those things, they they can just go off and do whatever they want them flutes because they you can get some squeaks and stuff out of them, like you know. But then, so talk to me a bit about what you think. What's that? The rain for the flutes. That's, that's the worst. The worst hand for when it's lazy. Uh, oh yeah, oh definitely, oh well, completely. Um, so in terms of you know, what would you say you've got out of being in a bond? Obviously, I can hear some of the stuff that you're talking about in regards to you know, it's it's obviously you've grown in confidence, you've grown in your own kind of skill level in terms of music and leadership skills and things that got there in terms of you know your role in the bond. Without wanting to put words in your mouth, but you know, what would you say are some of the positive things that you've got out of being a member of a bond? Then. For me personally, would be more a, a deeper, a deeper knowledge of my culture, history, and you know, community. For me, for me, growing up, I, I you know, I, I was, I grew up around it. You were seeing them on murals and flags, and you know, parades every week. But they were always there. But on on the back of your mind, as a child, sometimes you don't really think about it. It was always something that dad was always. Uh, was always, you know, if I ever dismissed anything as a young child, he was always quick to correct me and say, listen, you know, uh -huh. it's important that you remember these things. And uh, three bonds, I think, three bonds, just doing different different parades, you know, going all over the country for different reasons. You know, even even Watson other bonds do the same thing, you know, for the likes of, for example, again, Ralph Cool going to France, you know, at, seeing, other bonds doing, seeing other bonds doing that there is... Uh -huh. just, I, it's something, I, it's something I would love to do with my bond. So I would just, uh, uh -huh. it's important for everybody just to have a, realise why we're doing it. Remember why we're doing it. Yeah. Or, or why we're having the praise that we're having and, you know, have the absolute utmost respect for it. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right there. I think, and I know I've said this numerous times, honestly, that it's extremely important that we know our history and our heritage, you know, know where the connections to things come from. Because, you know, you know for me, the... It wasn't always the period of the year for me, but it became the period of the year for me once I realized what it was about was was the first of July. Um, you know, because initially we all you all lived for the twelfth, you know, it was like the twelfth always seemed to be the biggest day 
of the year. But and 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 for some people, obviously that that is the case, given obviously the history going back to the point and stuff. But for me, whenever I found out, you know, what the first of July was all about, you know, and realizing that hey, listen, this isn't the mini twelfth. You know, this is a you know a song commemoration prayer. Whenever I found out, you know the history behind that, and then the not just that, but the connection to my own area. You know the reason that we stopped in East Belfast at the the memorial at the top of the arches and stuff. You know, and that the the man of East Belfast that you were honouring by the walk and stuff. It it started to take a very very different slant for me, and you know, and you, you, I I found it even my behaviour changed. You know that it became you know, getting to the point where you were doing eyes right or you were walking past the memorials and stuff started to, to really mean something to me. And I think that it's something that you grow into, you know, rather than something that you, you have at that early that early age. You find, you've obviously found a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, I think it's what you were, like you were saying there now, you know, when it becomes something else, it's just, a, I think it's something similar for myself, you know, it becomes more of a matter of pride. Whenever you're walking down the road, mm-hmm. you realise what you're representing, you realise what you're there for. On the first of July, I always had to take a wee step back and uh, realise that you know we're doing we're doing this we're doing this on a scale that nowhere else in the world does the way we the way we would do in East Belfast on the first of July. Remembering, yeah. remembering the, you know our, our our fallen heroes, you know from from wars and you know onwards until until the present day, you know. I don't think uh-huh. you have your mind solid, but I, just, I don't think that there's anywhere else in the world that does it to the scale, and you know that we would do it. And, and, and for me, that becomes a matter of pride. You know, I, 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 I become proud to be able to walk down the road. That's when you're able to, you know, hang, you know, keep your chin up high and walk down the road. And you know what you're there for. There was nothing yeah. for me than hearing people shouting about King Dolly on the first of July. I was always so, you know, a pat, a pat pee for me. You know, that's not what you're here mm-hmm. celebrating. You know, it's important always. You know, it's all been for now, if you don't remember. Yeah, no, and I think that it's remembrance is an extremely not just remembrance only, but remembrance as a whole is an extremely important aspect of, you know, of what we do. You know, in regards to, um, not just historical events in terms of you know the impact that that's had on Northern Ireland in terms of other things that have happened here as well. But I think definitely, you know, that that connects with the for me, especially with the thirty sixth Ulster Division as a extremely important one you know in terms of the bravery that we show on on the first of july at the Somme and throughout the whole of the first world war and in and soon conflicts after that and stuff i think that once you make that that connection that you, you can't do it the same way you, you did before it, 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 it intrinsically changes you you know and, and and i always like i try and pass that on to my own kids even though my own kids aren't even involved in my own kids aren't even involved in bonds and that's that's a major issue for me like i would, I would want them to be involved but one of the things that they don't get away from is me sharing that history with them as to why i'm out doing the things that i'm doing i think it's extremely important to make sure that they understand the why behind those things as well and you know and i think it, there's an area that bonds need to do that too i think bonds need to really take that on board and you know, and spend some time with their younger members or whatever, and or just their even their older members. You know, there's some older members don't have a clue either. Like, um, and and 
do some history, you know, go to some places, do bring some people in, find out about it, you know, and and make that make that connection, you know what I mean? So and that's something I'm keen to do going forward with, you know, whenever moving on from the, the this type of podcast and moving into something else is something that you know I'm looking into doing is how can we engage bonds and engage them with you know with their history and stuff, you know. So in terms of maybe having a, I don't know whether the first of July is your favorite parade, but what where where in terms of favorite parades does that sit for you? That's that's up there. Anybody that knows me knows that that's that's my Christmas day. So it is. I, I don't forward <laughs> any other year, any day of the year. That's it. I have. I have. Me and my mum were actually having a wee bit of a a wee bit of a conversation the other week. She was wanting me to come up for a barbecue and you know do do my thing on the first July before the bonds. And it's one of the rare occasions where my dad tipped in to say no, 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 no. He's right. I, I have my I have my wee rituals on on uh, the first of July. So I like to get up early in the morning, go down, get my hair cut. Out get a fray, out round see all my friends, maybe see some family on the way, back to the house, maybe have a few beers, st- uniform on, and then down the road. And it's just, it's not, it's not mad, it's not, it's not crazy. It's just, you know, a nice simple day where I have everything planned out. But that's just always been my first of July, and it's mm-hmm. for me, that's 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 a pinnacle for me. That's a pinnacle of my bond, my bond season will be the first of July. Yeah. Any other period start out for you? Because I know, I mean, obviously for me, yeah, I agree with you. For me, first of ties, the, the, the for me is the day of the year as well. But any any other particular periods have special significance for you? Uh mainly the first mainly be the first of July. Other than that, I'm just I, I, I walk anywhere or you know, everywhere and anywhere. So well, um you know, of any bond really, you know, I, sure. I just no, I just just man the beard every week, but I right, the first is live would be my main one. So what is uh, right. anyway. Yeah. What really is growing for me is the is is Derry Day, you know, and you know, being able to, to do that. I think, you know, walking in, in London Derry is is an amazing experience again, purely from a historical perspective, you know, being able to to walk through the walls, you know, and be like, you know, Knowing that you're walking somewhere that historically you have a connection to in regards to especially the siege and stuff, you know, and knowing that you're walking through a gate or walking up a street and going, people who lived through this walked walked here, you know, or lived here and and died here, you know, as a result. Of that. And I think that that's another one that really has taken on a load of significance, you know, for me too, you know, and, and, and I suppose that's happened for a lot of people because obviously the Apprentice Boys membership has, you know, grown significantly right across right across the country yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. that's one of those moments where you just have to kind of when you're in a when you're in a place like as historical as that you have to kind of take yeah. that back and, and just you, you do you be you kind of be walking in between tunes when you get a wee chance to maybe take a wee thought you you're looking around and you do you realize that you realize that you're walking you're walking in the same footsteps that you know other people that walked hundreds of years ago in the same place yeah. the same, you know, and it's just like I said, we, we, we do it in, this, in, this, in our country just on a scale of remembrance like no other in the world. And I, I think that's just, yeah. like, about that just makes me, you know, proud to be from in the bond scene in Northern Ireland. Yeah. And I know you have it no. in pool and, you know, things like that there. But just, there's just something of the, of the you know, it's, it's hard to describe. It's just, we do it, just do it on another scale. And it's just yeah. something to be proud of. 
No, definitely. And I think another thing that we're, we we need to be, be proud of, there's a couple of, there's more than that that we need to be proud of, obviously, the amount of musicians that we produce every single year, you know, the amount of time that's spent teaching young people how to play an instrument, you know, doing the remembrance thing, connecting with their history, but also the charitable side of work, you know, that the bonds do. Bonds do a lot of stuff for for charities throughout, throughout the year. Um, and sometimes that kind of goes unnoticed. Is, is your bond involved in anything like that? Well, we do, we do quite a lot uh, for other, like, you know, if, if bonds are holding them, we would always, we would always make sure that we're, you know, working out of our way to, to go and support those are our bonds. And if for whatever reason we can't make it to them, you know, send the likes of a, like, a donation or something down, things like that. But for the last couple of years, there, we haven't actually been able to, with the lockdown and things like that, there, we haven't actually been able to get anything no. organised. But what we do at the minute, we would just, we would, we would hold, like, you know, fundraisers like poker nights, you know, nights of the races. You know, side spaces. You know, for for different things like that. But uh, uh-huh. for last over the last couple of years, I'll be about as far as I'll, I'll go at the minute. But I see the likes of Pride Air Raven every year. You know, they they're doing their you know they do their their parade for charity, and I think oh, I got, that's absolutely amazing. We're always try our best to get down the outdoor whenever we can. But to say over the last few few years with lockdown stuff, it was just a wee bit yeah, wee bit hard off the back of it. But that's what's back on our feet now. In the future, like we'll definitely be. Get involved in a lot more things like that. No worries. Well, listen, I'll hold you that then for the next uh, charity pray for the Raven then when we're on, when we're on, we'll make sure you guys are down. Um, but no, I, you know, it's great crack. I know, I, I and, and the Raven's been doing that for years, upon years. You know, this, you know, they moved away from the whole idea of having a competition and moved into this charitable thing. You know, you know, I got the, the late nineties. They kind of transitioned away from it being a. A competition of sorts and it's into more of a charity based parade and you know and i think there's always a there's always a personal connection with the charity that's chosen you know every year by the bond you know and i think that that's that's a great a great thing you know in terms of um being able to uh, further just connect with the lives of, of bond members you know and i, I think that that's it's, again it's something that goes on some you know there's a because the, the bond scene has its critics you know and let's not be you know you know, dishonest about that. You know, we, we, we have our critics or people who, who don't like what we do or don't like what we stand for uh, and things, you know. And, and I think, you know, that being able to see that the human side of what is, you know, of, for us is of obviously a very valid expression of culture, a very valid expression of faith for people, um, you know, that, that there, there, there's more to this that, that, that meets the eye, you know. There, there's more to this than just... What you see, you know, on a, a parade or whatever else, there, there's more that goes on, and and I think you know the more that we are open to maybe kind of you know sharing that type of stuff, then the maybe it'll break down some of the barriers or maybe some of the myths and things that the people have about about us. You know, I think it's important that we do that. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It'll always be, it'll always be important to kind of you know you're, you're setting up a bond and you know ninety percent of bond or set up right in the middle, the middle of you know heavy built communities. You know, you're 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 getting members from that community coming in, and you know they're, they're giving you your you're giving you your time, their dedication. You know, you know it's always good to it'll always be good to give back. You know, I know we're not involved in any you know like major charities like charities. You know, like the Pride of Rame do their big parade and stuff. You know, we're not at the caliber we're able to organise something on that scale. But within inside the community, if there's anything you know, if there's anything you know that needs anybody needs help out or you know things like that. Or you know, there's all there's a big to get honest in the community, you know, it's all tight knit and stuff like that. So very, very important to, to give back, especially the the young kids and stuff as well. Like you were saying, like we were touching on earlier on about 
you know, there's that for for Barnes, there's definitely be more, definitely be more things out there available for the likes of young ones from communities to be able to come in. You know, not just learn bar music, but learn about them, learn about themselves too. You learn about yeah, them, yeah. you know, or from the, you know, it's definitely one thing I would like to I would like to push forward in the future. Like. Yeah, no, definitely one. It's one of those things I think definitely should be involved in and, and learn more about, you know, uh, uh, where your history is. And uh, there's a lot of organizations out there who are doing things that are, you know, innovative. And it's interesting. We were talking about Ralph Kuhl a couple of times. There's a number of groups up there doing some amazing stuff around the, the heritage of, of the, you know, the people who've lived at Ulster, you know, beyond 300 odd years ago, because there's this idea that for whatever reason, some people seem to think that, you know, that, that Ulster's only been occupied by a certain group of people for three to four hundred years. You know, it goes way beyond that. You know, where you're going back thousands of years in regards to what would have been called the Britanni um, peoples and, you know, who were and the inhabitants of us. And that goes back like three thousand years or whatever else. And, you know, and, and we don't connect enough with that side of our history. We don't even know about it. A lot of people don't even know about that, to be honest with you. Everything seems to start at the point for people. And it's like, oh, listen, it goes way 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 beyond beyond that and i think it's important that we connect with that you know so but uh, so what what's the bond future look like how's things looking for north down now obviously out of lockdown back to some level of normality here what are you looking forward yeah. to in, in the year ahead now for us look for us going forward now i ain't just like i said from the after our lockdown was brilliant you know we got an influx of got an influx of just dedicated members but after the lockdown, our our bond practices or our bond practices every week are just are brilliant. So for me, look going forward, the new style, the new style of fruit that we're bringing in, we're trying to bring in a style of fruit and drumming that's going to be our own. You know, revamping, revamping modern, you know, traditional tunes. And for me, uh, for me going forward, that's just uh, we haven't had that for quite a few years now because we were struggling and being able to come off a of back end with new members, new tunes. You know we're looking we're you know we're looking nice and smart on the road now the discipline start it's all start it's all starting to show now and my uh-huh. aim is to keep on top of that and just let that moment on keep on building and building and building and just just take it as far as we can go with it you know it's the first time it's the first time in the bond's history where we've actually been so optimistic of the future and we're, okay. we're gonna, gonna be able to take that next step and uh for me that's just i just it's gonna spur me to keep on going and going Happy days. Well, I hope that all works out for us. I always like to see bonds developing and doing well and, and achieving the goals that they're they're setting out for themselves. Maybe just in terms of maybe finishing off then, Nathan. If there was one thing that you could maybe share with someone to help them understand the bonds, you know, a bit better, what would you tell them? You'll never meet friends who say the bonds like you will. You know, you'll you'll meet your friends in the street. You'll have everything else. You'll never meet friends and you have have the experiences in the street that you'll have. When you're with, when you're with bond members, you're out you're out week in week out marching beside them, learning beside them, you're arguing beside them in the halls every week, you're laughing beside them, you're getting drunk beside them, you're falling asleep in the bond bus and getting something done on you. You know, it's just it's an experience. It's an experience that uh, I don't I don't imagine my life ever being about now. Nah. Mm-hmm. Being on a so long, it's just it's a it's a sense of the gallerness that everybody should experience most days in their life. Culturally, you know. Community ways, everything. It's just it, it's it's an experience, not a be must really. You know, you'll 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 have some times along the way. You know, you learn a lot too. 
Say thanks very much for for taking the time out to, to come on and, and share your story with us. It's always great to hear other people's perspectives and get a, an idea and an insight into you know what motivates people to be involved in bonds. You know, it's obvious you, you, you have a passion for your bond and and the things that you that you are doing and stuff, man. So I really appreciate you taking the the time out to, to talk to us on the podcast, man. Thanks. Yes, and thank you very much for ever having me on. Um, it's, uh, when I first seen the podcast, it was definitely something that, something that I, I wanted to be a part of because it's, it's definitely unique and uh, I don't know how anybody never thought it before. So, you know, it's, 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 such, it's such, a, such a good idea to do, you know. Uh, so, uh-huh. yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes in the future, I think, yeah, no, well, well, stay, stay tuned in terms of when we come to the end of the season, there, there, there will be a couple of big announcements coming in regards to some of the stuff that we're, that we're doing, or at least we're planning on doing anyway. And, uh, you know, I'm excited by them and anybody who we've shared with them about so far seems to think that we may be heading in the right direction with some of that stuff. So it'll be, be good, be good stuff. You know what I mean? So listen, I'm just going to give we out, bro. So hang around. And I'll bring you back in again once I've done my wee outro here and stuff as well. All right, man? No problem. All right, folks, there you go. That's the end of another episode, another Bond story shared with us. And you can just tell from listening to Nathan, you know, just the, the, the passion that he has, not just for his own Bond, but for, for Bonds in general. And I think that that's one of the things that's been really highlighted, you know, so well over the podcast over the last couple of years is it just how passionate bond members are about what it is that, that they do and you know what motivates them to, to, to stay involved so this is obviously episode 9 we've that episode 10 coming up and we will have the Erdry Grenadiers on for that and then I'm hoping to have for episode 11 I'm hoping to have potentially somebody from the White Rock on and somebody from Green Gars on talking about their new CDs and uh, always good to hear um, new music coming out from the bonds and uh, if you you know what you're going to get with white rock and white rock cd is is, is classic white rock so and we're going to have some tracks and stuff from that as well and then the new green gars um cd is going to be available from this saturday as well which is strength through adversity the road less traveled i've heard maybe about 14 15 tracks from this and it, it's it's top class so make sure you, you get a hold of a copy whenever that's ready, and then obviously check out the podcast that I'll do with Thomas and hopefully with uh, with Spawn from the, the the Green Guards as well. So until the next episode, folks, look after yourselves and take it easy. <laughs>